Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good afternoon, St. Louis DGS on KMOX. Happy Monday to you. So we have a lot planned for you today. We're the only ones in the building because it's MLK Day. They literally didn't turn the lights on. <laughs> I, I swear they, to God. I don't think they turned the heat I on. I swear to God. I walked in, the lights are off, and it's <laughs> cold as hell. <laughs> it's okay. It's fine. Uh, winter warm-up. We're going to be talking to a couple of Cardinals. We're going to start things off with uh, former infielder and current bench coach uh, Daniel Descalso joins us. Coach, great to talk to you. Thanks for being with us. Hey, guys. How are we doing? Staying warm today? No. <laughs> it was colder when I got out of my Jeep, but there's no window in my Jeep. I came inside. I'm like, I'm going back to the Jeep. Um, coach, I have one question for you that I'm going to turn you over to your old pal, Kevin Wheeler, who's my co-host now. So having been an athlete, nothing like you, obviously, but I'm wondering now that you see it from a different perspective, now that you're a coach and especially a bench coach, do you look back on the time you played and think, man, I wish I would have known X, Y, Z when I was playing as opposed to coaching? I think I think we all, all of us former athletes wish we would have known a little bit more as we were playing. But you know, I think my one of my jobs now is just going to be to impart any any other of that wisdom that I can on these guys and just take some stuff off their plate and and hopefully help them to prepare so that they they have some of that information ahead of time instead of you know post career like I like I do. I'm sure it's a, a little weird for you, Daniel, to be hearing someone referring to you as coach. Uh, that's kind of a transition we all make at some point from, you know, being a, a little league player and you're referring to the old men as coach and then you become the coach. And you're not nearly an old man at 37, but it's got to be a little odd making that transition, especially with uh, one of the guys that's on the roster being one of your former teammates, both in the minor leagues and the major leagues in Lance Lynn. Yeah, you know, I, t- I told him that uh, – Coach or sir works for me. It's easier for him to stomach. Um, but yeah, you know, it's uh, it's it's an honor to be a coach. There's a lot of responsibility that comes with it. Um, you know, being a leader in in the clubhouse and and in the dugout, um, and, and just helping these guys to go out and be the best players they can be. Hey, guys, real quick, I'm just going to let you know that Ollie Marmol is here, too, and he's listening to everything you're saying. Nice. My boss is here, so yeah, so boss is here. Make me, All right. to make you look good. How to stop by and stay hot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I let's ask, get, get us the dirt, man. You guys, you guys aren't that far off age-wise. Who wants to talk about the other? Well, you know, go, go ahead. Go oh, ahead, boss. No, no, I, no, no. I, I have to defer to the boss. As the boss, you go first. <laughs> 
No, you know, we, we played together in the minor leagues. Um, you guys have seen his fire as a manager. He had that, I promise you, he had that same fire as a player. Um, I saw a lot of that directed inward at himself when maybe it wasn't always warranted. Um, but, you know, you get, you get that passion from him every night, that, uh, as you guys have seen over the years. Yeah, for me, here's what I'll say, and this is why I wanted to stop by. Um, he's going to kill this role uh, as the bench coach. It's an, it's an important role. It's one that, to his point, has a ton of responsibility. There's a lot of ins and outs to it. A lot of it's relational, tactical. I mean, there's a lot that goes along with being the bench coach. But his personality, um, one, he's a champion. Two, he's direct, super organized, um, relatable, and his ability to have the relationship with the guys, not only the veteran group, but be relatable to the young guys is going to be important in that role. So it's one that um, I, to say that I'm excited about Scal's holding that position is an understatement. Mm-hmm. Hey, co- hey, Coach, it's Dave. Can I ask you a question here? Uh, so in my former lifetime, I used to be an attorney, and the very first time I went to take a deposition, my senior partner gave me some advice, and he said, because I was defending the deposition, so I, I, I could have stayed quiet the whole time. He said, you object to the very first question. I don't care if they ask your client what his name is. You object <laughs> so that you, you make your presence known. And it was really great advice. Like, you know, if you wait too long, now it feels kind of sheepish. Did you have anything like that when you first started coaching, the first opportunity to, to go have a dust-up with an ump, the first opportunity to make a big move? Did, did you ever have any sort of feelings like that? Like, I need to make my presence known early. No. So what what you're telling me is the first time that <laughs> Nolan that Nolan or Goldie misses a ball in spring training, like in, in ground balls in the backfield, I should spike my helmet, tell him to take a lap, or take, take a lap. Take a lap. That's yeah. my presence it's, with authority. It's like when you're in prison, you start a fight day one. That's yeah, right, right. Yeah. right. You That's find the toughest saying. guy and you hit him with your cafeteria plate. <laughs> Got it. I'll, I'll, I'll put that in my notes. I'll, I'll, I'll circle back later. Can't wait. Oh, that's phenomenal. You know, in thinking about all this, and, you know, Daniel, I, I didn't, I, I remember, Ollie, I remember you from being a minor league player and covering spring training. I remember talking to the Memphis Mafia guys, Daniel Descalso, John Jay, Alan Craig, Matt Adams, that whole crew. And that was an interesting group. And it's, it, you guys both come from that same spot. Why is that group? doing what they're doing. I mean, obviously great playing careers, but also now major league manager and Skip Schumacher, another coach in John Jay, Daniel Descalso, Ali Marmel. What, what is it about that group or what was it about the organization at that time that kind of pushed this way? You know, I think, and you mentioned Skip, like Skip was the guy that, that took myself, Jay, Craig Freeze under his wing and kind of brought us along and showed us the ropes when he didn't have to. And, and I think guys before him had done that for him as well. Um, you talk about, what does it look like to play winning baseball, to play good fundamental baseball? We all saw that um, and we're taught that in the minor leagues. And when you got to the big leagues, you were expected to continue doing that. And the continuity from the leadership in the minor leagues, that, that carried over because you had the same voices repeating the same fundamentals from you know, the lowest levels up to AAA and into the big leagues. And, and I think that's why you've seen this organization have sustained success over the years, and, and that's what we're going to continue to try to hammer home. No doubt. I remember in the minor leagues, I mean, scouts, if, you, if I didn't know as a, as a coach in the minor leagues, if I didn't know that manual inside and out, you'd get, I mean, a earful. <laughs> so you, you were passionate about teaching and, and really understanding the details of the game and the fundamentals of the game in a way that it became a passion. And uh, the more that grows, it's, it's contagious, and, and you want to continue to do that um, for a long time. 
Can you guys still put yourselves in the position of what the young guys feel now? You know, not not so much Walker and Win because they got a taste of the big league, but some of the other young guys coming in maybe for their first spring training. Because when you guys were doing it, it's Tony Larusa, Dave Duncan, Dave McKay. You know, this is Mark McGuire later on as the hitting coach. This is like super established guys, and now you guys are on the other side of that. Yeah, I think as a as a young player, as as a first time in big league camp. I mean, there's there's a lot going on. You've you've you're sharing a clubhouse with all stars, MVPs. Um, you're kind of wide eyed, and you don't really know what to do, where you should be, if you're in the right spot. Like it can be overwhelming, but at the same time, you know you have to kind of soak it all in and and just take advantage of that opportunity that you have to be around big leaguers and be around the big league staff, and you know not not so much make a name for yourself, but just put yourself on the radar mm-hmm. and take advantage of the opportunities. If you, if you get a pinch hit opportunity in the ninth inning, like go up there and, and get some swings off, like show, show the staff and they, that you're, that you're not scared and that you're ready to compete. Um, so for those young guys, it's a great opportunity to kind of come in, learn some names, learn some faces and just, you know, have, have some experience around, around the big league group. All right, uh, Coach Descalso, Coach Marmol, thank you very much. We have Dylan Carlson waiting after the break. Gentlemen, we appreciate your time. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it, guys. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 118 DGS on KMOX. Uh, just talking to uh, Daniel Descalso and Coach Marmol. And we're about to talk to Dylan Carlson. Um, had my house been as cold as my office <laughs> i think i'd have gone to a yeah you'd have done, I, no question right no question uh dylan carlson's with us dylan nice to talk to you man thanks for being with us for a couple minutes we appreciate it okay hey hey dylan how you doing man yo what's good how we doing my bad <laughs> totally cool uh dave glover here my co-host kevin wheeler from the sports department who you know uh dylan my only question until i'm gonna throw you over to kev i've always wondered this about big leaguers so you get uh the off season 
and everyone's different, obviously, but you personally, how long do you take typically to just sort of let your body heal before you really start hitting the gym much or long throwing or anything? How long do you take to just like chill? Yeah, for me, uh, this year, unfortunately, uh, I decided to not let my body heal at the end of the season. I had surgery, um, mm. but um, so it was a different off season for me, for sure. But normally, I'd say in a normal, perfect world, perfect off season, probably take about a week or two, and then you start getting that itch um, to get back in the gym at the very least. You know, get moving, get ready, and then uh, you know. Some guys are different. They take more time, but I'd say that's that's pretty standard. And then, you know, guys start picking up bats and balls probably around, uh, you know, Thanksgiving time. Mm. Yeah, I would imagine for, for you guys, too, because you're still one of the young guys, Dylan. The younger you are, the earlier you start, and the more established you are, maybe the more you lay back. Yeah, that's definitely fair to say. Um, also, probably the type of season you had, you know, kind of kind of how the season ended, you know, that, you know, you have a good taste in your mouth at the end of the year. You had a good year. You know, you're feeling good. Um, you know, you might you might sit back a little longer. <laughs> you know, you finish you finish a little rough. You got some stuff to prove. You know, you might want to get into it a little sooner. I think it just depends on the individual. You know, a lot of us at this level are real competitive. So more often than not, you're going to hear people getting after it earlier. So let's walk through uh, th- this offseason a little bit, Dylan. I mean, obviously you had the recovery first, and you get into a process of evaluating the things that you want to look towards improving for the next year so just tell us what you kind of focused on obviously getting healthy first and then what's followed that right uh getting healthy obviously is first and foremost um for me I, I I just think being as ready as I possibly can for my opportunities when they come um that's ultimately going to be the best thing for me allows me to stay in a good mindset um allows me to be ready regardless of the situation or the outcome or whatever whatever's put in front of us and um I just, yeah, I think um, biggest things for me this off season: getting healthy, getting myself in a position mentally and physically where we're able to go out there and compete each and every day. You know, mo- most of our our listeners that they know that are hardcore fans, they know that you know you're the son of a coach. You've always kind of had a good structure around you as a as a player, and that's why you've been a well rounded player. So, do you kind of focus on staying that, or just focus on the all around per, you know preparation for a year? Or did you pick out a thing or two this year or in any particular offseason? You're like, you know what? That one thing I really want to work on. Yeah, definitely. Um, for me personally, um, cleaning up the left-handed swing, getting it back to a place where it's been in the past was the main focus for me. Obviously, we're working on all the other things, trying to keep the game as well-rounded and as uh, polished as possible. But uh, for me, the big focus was getting after it on the left side of the plate, figuring out some things. Um Obviously, finished the year having surgery. I think that helped address some of the issues I had been um, kind of experiencing and struggling with. So I think that's going to allow me to be in a much better place. And along with the the very focused and intentional work we've been doing this offseason, I think that's going to help allow us to be in a position to, to compete a lot better. All right, let's let's get a little bit nerdy here because I, I when it comes to hitting things can can change without you knowing it. You know, especially when you're dealing with injuries. So did you notice that like physically, mechanically things had changed um or, or is it more about just seeing pitches differently or or one side just being naturally stronger than the other? Yeah, it's a combination. Um especially as a switch hitter, there's a there's things that just kind of slip through without you noticing mm-hmm. just because of how many swings, uh, you know, there's different things you feel on each side of the plate. But, uh, you know, the game at this level, it's all about adjustments, and the guys who make good adjustments, the right adjustments, are the guys that, 
you know, do real well and have a lot of success, the guys who make bad adjustments, you know, they struggle. And, um, you know, this game's all about adjustments. So, you know, sometimes sometimes you don't make the right one and, you know, things things don't go your way. So you got to be able to really be a good self-evaluator and understand, you know, what what you need to do and how you need to accomplish it. So I think for me um, personally, I'm just trying to put myself in the best position to succeed by making the right adjustments and um, allowing allowing myself to be as ready as possible. So zoom, zoom out a little bit. I, I've paid a lot of attention to what your teammates have been saying here in the winter warm-up and in the offseason about how last year went. And obviously, for most guys, it sounds like it was one of the worst years of their career because you know, the, the team is what dictates kind of how everybody feels coming out. And you've been in the organization seven years, you know, first half of that in the minors, the last three or four at the major league level. How, aside from individual performance, which I know you, we just talked about, what was last year like? Because it was so unexpected and so unusual for this organization. Yeah, um, definitely not ideal. Not a, not anything you'd want to experience again. It's, uh, you know, the game. The game's a game at this level. It's a grind. You know, it's day in, day out. It's relentless. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta come with the right attitude every day. And um, you know, when things aren't going your way, when you know, just team struggling. Um, Think things get a little harder, things get more challenging. So, um, you know, we, we want to focus and get right and uh, make sure that doesn't happen again. Just, you know, get back to get back to winning, get back to playing good, clean ball the way we know we can. And, you know, when when stuff like that happens, a lot of guys end up being happy at the end of the year with their <laughs> numbers, with, you know, just with, uh, you know, the success of the team. And, you know, ultimately, you know, it just makes just makes everything a lot more pleasant. Dylan, thanks for your time. Uh, continued success. Hope you have a, a good, successful offseason, and we look forward to seeing you play next year. I appreciate that. Thanks, guys. All right, buddy. It was fun. Yeah, smart guy. You know, he, he, he's a guy that when he was drafted, you know, everybody viewed him as as this you know well-rounded, balanced player, does a little bit of everything well, son of a coach and all of that. And we saw that a couple of years ago, right? In 2021, we kind of saw the Dylan Carlson, what, what everybody hoped for, right? He was a good everyday player, little power, little speed. Obviously, he's a good defender in the outfield. And the last couple of years have been more of a struggle. And it was interesting to hear him talk about hitting from the left side against right-handed pitching. That's been his weakness. He, As a right-handed hitter facing lefties, he's dominated. I mean, that hasn't really changed much in his career. But working on that other side is going to be the key for him. To, and, and look, his future is, I mean, I shouldn't say his future, but his playing time this year will be partly determined by how he performs in spring training, of course, but also it's tied to what happens with, with Mason Wynn at shortstop. Mm -hmm. If Mason Wynn struggles and Tommy Edmond has to move back to short, well, Dylan Carlson is the center fielder. You know, there's a lot at play there, but there's playing time for everybody. I mean, there's plenty of room for all of them to get their work in as long as they make the improvements. Yeah. What was the surgery that he had? Ah, I can't remember. He had something going on, I think, with his feet. Mm. I don't remember. When he mentioned it, I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> but I will say this. I know I got it's it's a little in the weeds, but when something physical is wrong and you've been managing it for a while, your the way your body moves changes. Mm -hmm. We see it with pitchers. It's what leads to arm injuries. Sometimes a guy could have an ankle injury and later on end up with Tommy John because your delivery changes a little bit to compensate for something else and it puts stress somewhere else. A swing is kind of the same, where one little piece falls out of place and the rest of it kind of falls apart. And sometimes it's like herding cats to try to figure out how to put it all back together again. You know who I'd love to talk to? I would love to talk to an old coach who's still coaching and 
find out that decades ago when they were a young coach and didn't have all this technology, and now they do, how much has changed or how much has just stayed the same? Like, oh, yeah, yeah, we just call it something different now. But we knew that back in 1985. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the basics are the same. Look, what what we can do now, it's kind of like thinking about medicine, right? Doctors 30 years ago could still make pretty good diagnoses. And then once you knew what was wrong, treatment was pretty straightforward based on what you knew. But the detection is easier now and it's faster now. And it's kind of what happens with the tech in baseball where you can go back and look at video and say, all right, your swing looked like this when you were going well. Here's what it looks like right now. How do we get back to that? And it's drills and some of it's mental and all that. And by the way, it was ankle surgery for Carlson, mm-hmm. which, again, I don't think, you know, we were talking to Scalso earlier. Remember Alan Craig and yeah. how great he was in the 2011 team and all that. It was a foot injury that basically ended his career. Like his swing was just never the same, even though he came back from the injury and, you know, he was quote unquote healthy. His body just didn't work the same anymore. And I wouldn't be surprised if if the ankle had something to do or a lot to yeah. do with what went wrong with his swing last year. Yeah, that was fun. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. 133 DGS and Camo X. Okay, let's talk about the cold. How'd you guys do? <laughs> oh my goodness. Hate it. I'm currently not doing great, to be honest. I mean, like right tense. now. Yeah. Yeah, it's freezing in here. <laughs> Got on a turtleneck, a beanie, and a jacket, and I'm still cold. Yeah. Did you guys go out at all? Oh, yeah. I mean, I went to the grocery store yesterday. I take the dogs out. You know, we got to put coats on them because they're so little. So I got to <laughs> dress them up to go out like little kids. Wow. Yeah, it's a pain. Yeah. They don't mind, though. They're like, cool. Went out for a little on Saturday, and that was enough. That was enough. 
<laughs> I would just walk outside. You know what I mean? Just in my shorts something. and my Birkenstocks. <laughs> just walk out and just like, go, <laughs> yeah, and then come back in. You know, the one thing that happened was the garagerator got a little too cold and froze my drinks. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, yeah, had to bring them in. Hate that. I love the garagerator in the winter. It's my favorite thing about the winter. I don't think there's anything else I like, uh, but this sucks. Did not enjoy. I was thinking about, so my mom... Uh, Grew up on yeah, pretty much of a farm, and uh, I rem- I was alive. I was old enough to remember this when my grandma and grandpa Smith got indoor plumbing, so they had an outhouse when I was alive. Oh, wow! Oh, no. Can you even imagine? <laughs> no. <laughs> Negative ten, <laughs> and you have to poop, and you're like <laughs> just the wind howling in the oh, middle of the field. God. Oh. God, crazy. Did the outhouse have toilet paper? Um, because you always hear about outhouses like, oh, we use the old Sears catalog as yeah. our toilet paper. <laughs> I don't know. I there's a picture of me, right? You've seen it, the one my brother took, looking out of the outhouse when I was about ten. So it was still, you know, going. Mm-hmm. Although I, I, I wouldn't. I refused. I would just go on myself uh, <laughs> because I was worried about spiders in the hole. Oh, not no. Not mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, you wanted him to, yeah, not to right. transfer yes. holes. Yes. <laughs> I mean, there's just nothing scarier no, than that there's not. hole. It's like, look, I know what goes in there, and that's the least of my worries. You're worried, worried about, about what comes out, yeah. <laughs> This is supposed to be a one-way trip. What's in there, like, shivering, waiting for a butt to sit down and go, like, oh, here we go. Here we go. Now it's time. Oh, no. Um, let's talk a little bit more sports. So I was so fascinated by the the game at KC, with, yeah. like the fourth coldest of all time. Yep. And it was only on Peacock. Now, my understanding is that it was the, uh, the most streamed live <clears throat> event of all time. So that's successful. Yep. Yet everyone hates the NFL yep. and Peacock uh, for doing it. I think the NFL made something like 100 million, 110 million, or yeah, something like yeah. that, which is a drop in the bucket for them. Yeah. What do you think? But that's for one playoff game. I mean, like that—that's the, what they're what they're. I I agree with people that are frustrated by it. I really I I think that we we've had free football, and if if not free, like on the actual networks, yeah. but on basic cable where yeah. most people for the last 30 years have had it um, forever. We're, that's what we're used to. Um, but, you know, with our habits changing, this is going to change. The more that we stream and jump services and do all that, the more all of the, the TV networks and therefore, you know, the sports that are attached to them are going to change their business model too. I mean, that's, it, it's not, I don't like it. I don't think it's necessary. I mean, the NFL made $18 billion last year. What's another hundred million when you're selling out fans? And, and I, I do think that it's important that Kansas City and Miami could see those that game on regular broadcast TV. Yeah. Uh, but still, I mean, you know, the NFL playoffs are a national thing. Everybody's watching, not so, just that. Sticking with television, and we'll come back to to football because I know you want to talk Lions. Um, Cardinals' first game is a couple of months away. Where will they be playing their games? On TV, yes. Oh, it, it, it's not going to change. I think they're they're good on Bally for now. That they're going to be one of the teams that's okay. That that this like there Did are Bally go 
It's in bankruptcy. Yeah, okay. it's in bankruptcy, but they are continuing their... Can't imagine working for a company. In yeah, bankruptcy. yeah, yeah. They're terrible. continuing their business as usual in some markets, and this is one of them. Okay. Yeah. So, and and it's the places, like the Cardinals are one of the highest rated teams in the country. That's why. Good. Because Bally will still be able to make money on Cardinals broadcasts. Um, other cities have lost. They've been dumped. And, like, the team has had to work with Major League Baseball mm. to figure that out. And, th- and they're doing fine. I mean, those games on those places will be streamed, like, on MLB, yeah. uh, the MLB app, uh, which are normally blacked out. But in those cases, they're not going to be anymore. So yeah. they, they, they're figuring that part out. But for this year, it sounds like it'll be normal for Cardinals fans. So when was the last time that the Detroit Lions, your home team, won a playoff game? Uh, January 5th, 1992. Okay. Wow. You, you want some 1992 January facts? Yeah. Joe Biden was three years younger then than I am now. <laughs> I thought you were going to say three years younger. I was gonna no. Go, that sounds right. He was, he was 49 the last time the Lions won a playoff oh game. Goodness. Joe Biden. Donald Man. Trump was 45. Uh-huh. Barack Obama was 30. The last time the Lions won a playoff game. The president was George H.W. Bush. Um... I think the biggest movie that I looked it up was The Hand That Rocks the Cradle. You remember that one? I do. Yeah, that was Rebecca actually. Rebecca DeMornay. Yeah, yep. Yeah. And then what's the other lady, the Italian lady? Uh, she was the Rebecca villain. Rebecca yeah, No, she was the good girl. <laughs> um, but like the big shows were like Seinfeld and you know, like Friends had not gone on TV yet. It had not ever happened. I was 28 happened. and hot AF. <laughs> I was 20 and a sophomore in college. Wow. Isn't it weird? <clears throat> had we met then... We, I would have been so much you, older you, than you. <laughs> you would yeah. have seen, I would have been like, why is this old guy hanging right? out with us? Right? Yeah. That's weird. It is. Well, I mean, we talked about that before. Like, I think maybe last week that like, I remember some of my coaches in college feeling they were old. And now I see them and they're like, oh, my God, that guy's only like eight or nine years older than me. Like, there's, uh, there's no difference between you and me. Age-wise, like to me, you're yeah, just walking around. Say, there's a couple. But. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, personality thing, sure. You're smart. I'm dumb. That whole thing. <laughs> but like, just hanging out, there's no difference. But at that age. Eight years is a big difference. What? uh, So was it a a surprise to you that the Lions moved on? To me, a little bit. I mean, they were the favorite. I mean, they they were favored by a field goal and all that. But I hated the matchup with the Rams. I hated that it was Matthew Stafford going up against the former team. Um, I I had the worry about the Rams coaching staff having had so much time with Jared Goff because he was there Uh for so many years. Uh, But none of that mattered. So I've never been happier to be wrong. How about the Cowboys? It's the best. I love when the Cowboys lose. There's nothing better. And by the way, like I know I put this out on Twitter last night. Last night was a fun, good night for football fans or for anybody from St. Louis because the two jackasses that stole football from the NFL both got their asses kicked on national TV. And that was, of course, Stan and Jerry Jones, because mm. Jerry was one of the biggest players in getting the Rams to L.A. Yeah, he was one. He was the one that got behind Stan Kroenke and really pushed other people to make it happen. Um, he was the behind the scenes guy. Nothing better than seeing those guys get kicked in the nether regions. Yeah. Oh, I have big news. I forgot. Oh, what is it? Uh, so this is my last week on the air. <gasps> I tried out for and was accepted into the touring company of Shen Yun. <gasps> nice. Yeah. I know this has been a dream Dang, for a while. It has. You've been practicing so hard. <laughs> yeah. That's why we. That's why I'm it's glad cold. You're happy for me. Yeah. You got the. You know, we have that open roof area. You've been working yeah. out there working. <laughs> I like, open in Utah next week. <laughs> oh, congratulations! You're welcome. Oh, <laughs> Where did that come from? It would make me so happy if that were true. Because <laughs> I'd be gone? No, just no because the, you'd just be after that. After all these years of Shin Yun, it's like, oh, this is, this is the natural, like, settling point for all of this. You can take everyone to see it. You're like, here he comes, here yep, he comes, here exactly. he comes. Exactly. <laughs> and what if I just killed it? I know. <laughs> 
You're just, just freestyling. It, it, it would almost time. be better if yeah. you didn't, though. Like you got it, and just you were just like around. you were just like the neighbor from Lebowski, <laughs> put yeah. on his little one man show. Or oh he, my god! He comes out um, in the middle and starts doing his stand up routine. They like, really oh, should. That they, would be great. They should do a guest dancer in every city <laughs> <laughs> and make it the worst possible. First of all, it would be hilarious, and secondly, it would make the real ones look even better. I could tap. I could you know, heel oh, toe, heel toe, yeah. heel toe. Mm-hmm. Shenya. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Let me tell you about. So, <clears throat> oh, where was it? Is it the Fox? It might have been Stiefel. But the Rockettes were here uh, for Christmas, and they had a celebrity read the night before Christmas out, uh, you know, very first thing, the curtain opens up, there you are. So, asked me to do it. And uh, right before I went on, they said, uh, "Hey, just to give you a little fodder. Uh, about half of about half of the uh, audience are Girl Scouts." And I'm like, "Oh, done and done." So <laughs> this is my crap. Yeah, this is, I'm doing the monkey mask bit. So I go out there, and they have this big, giant wingback chair. You know, it's, it's kind of like a you know fireplace kind of motif. And I said, uh, "Hey, here's my plan." To say, hey, I understand that uh, uh, there are a lot of Girl Scouts out there. To, and they're all, ah, oh, they're going to do that. And then I'm going to go like, yeah, I was a Girl Scout. And they're going to be like, shut up. And uh, <laughs> that was what was in my head. <laughs> what came out of my mouth was, hey, I understand there's a lot of Girl Scouts out there. And they went, yeah. And I went, uh, yeah, I was, I, I was a scout. <laughs> and they're all like, <laughs> okay. And, I don't know why that's relevant to me. And then I just instantly realized I had screwed the joke up <laughs> to a bunch of eight-year-old girls who oh, were mean. No. And then I was just like, it was the night before Christmas. Before, yeah, just like, oh, God, get me out of here. <laughs> uh, that's great. Glad Shin Yun didn't know that story. Oh, I know. They wouldn't have hired you if they did. Oh, I think if you would have seen my audition, you would have been pretty confident. Oh, really? In me. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I moonwalked. You did? That's right. Nice. Took one, off my shoes, had my glove. socks on. Yink, 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 yink. <laughs> so I guess the whole show's going to kind of be like this, huh? <laughs> yeah. Whatever. It's, it's cold. Let's I hope be weird. Andrew's having fun at home. I know. He gets to get holidays off like a normal person. I know. <laughs> Good for him. Sag after. <laughs> we get off Christmas and New Year's. <laughs> Join the union, folks. See the world. <laughs> Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. One fifty-two DGS. John Hancock will be with us at the top of the hour to talk about uh, the caucuses in Iowa and all that that entails. So I was just telling the guys that over the weekend I saw it on TikTok. The uh, one of the sadder things I saw a weekend was the 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 surviving spouse of a guy named Kraus, who was the GM of the Chicago Bulls, was going up, I guess, in the Ring of Fame. And when they announced that and they showed her, the crowd booed so much that she was bawling and trying to get out of there. And it was, and, and I asked Wheels, like, I don't know anything about this guy. 
All I know is this is a very old woman who was there for something special and ended up being traumatized, and that makes me sad. It, it was one of the most pathetic things I've ever seen a group of fans do. Um, so Jerry Krause was the GM of the Bulls dynasty, right? He's the t- guy that put together the team surrounding Michael Jordan, brought in Scottie Pippen and Horace Grant, traded for Dennis Rodman, drafted B.J. Armstrong, brought in Steve Kerr, you know, like he's the one that put, built all of that. He's the guy that hired Phil Jackson, who was a nobody when they brought him in. He was coaching, I think he was coaching in the CBA. Wow. So basically in the minor leagues, right? And he had been a pl- an NBA player, so people knew that there was a chance he could be a coach. But Phil Jackson was an, an unknown at the NBA level when this guy hired him. And not only did he win six titles with the Bulls, but he ended up being the guy that won in L.A. too. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, and, and clearly one of the two greatest coaches of all time. It's Phil Jackson and Red Auerbach. That's the list. Um, so Jerry Krause did that. But keep in mind that Jerry Krause was a prickly dude himself. Like, he was always upset that he didn't get a lot of credit. You know, I think he said, I'm I'm trying to remember the exact quote, but he said something like, front offices win championships, not coaches or not star players or whatever. He had a role in becoming a bit of a villain back in that time. Now, in fairness, did you watch The Last Dance, right? And that that thing is what brought it all back up, because this was all 25 years ago. Jerry Krause, because he gets blamed for tearing down the dynasty, for moving on from Scottie Pippen, forcing Jordan. Jordan retired because they weren't going to bring Phil back, and that's how it all fell apart. He gets blamed for that and is justifiably blamed for part of that, but keeping in mind that people forget, Michael Jordan was 34 then. Back then, 34, you were done. It's not like LeBron now. If nobody was playing at 38, 39, 40 years old, Larry Bird was done at 35. Isaiah Thomas was done at 32. At that time, if you were mid thirties, you were old and you were just about going, going out of the league. Um, So this was going to fall apart. Anyway, you might've gotten one more year out of it. That's kind of the argument. So he's a part of that. But then the last dance showed how Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen and all those guys were just, they were just brutal to Jerry Krause. They bullied him. They made fun of him being fat. They made fun of him being short. They called him all kinds of names. And that's what brought all of this back up. So now he's being honored rightfully for building a six-time NBA champion. I mean, the the guy that put it all together, six NBA championships, and the fans want to boo him, which is bad all by itself, and then they don't realize that his widow is there. Mm. And she's taking the brunt of it. You could see how upset she was. I mean, she could not have wanted to be anywhere else more than she did. She was clearly freaking out. And the heartlessness of it. And then people on Twitter, too, like, what what did they expect? I think we're losing. I, I... I appreciated life when I was younger, when it was don't speak ill of the dead, just in general, just don't do it. You know, let them let them rest in peace. And not only with this case, but I'm seeing that more and more and more all over the place. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.